0: Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get
1: ready, pal. Time to defend
0: our
2: values. The values that have made this country the freest, most tolerant society in the history of the world. And to do that without hesitation or apology that was uh, Friday night in Washington DC at the Federalist Society conference uh, the good thing about their programming they've got some great programming they put they like to put people of differing opinions on their panels and actually have a debate and all of their programming uh, they put on YouTube so if you want to go check it out you can see all of the all of the stuff um, I had several Missouri friends that were in the room for that speech by Barry Weiss on Friday night she gave the Barbara Olson Memorial lecture if you know anything about Barbara Olson she was an attorney um, an activist she was a lawyer and she was flying um, and was killed in one of the 9-11 plane crashes mm-hmm. um, and so they have this memorial every year in fact I was present I think two years ago her husband uh, gave the initial lecture and then also gave a memorial lecture um, on the anniversary so uh, Barry Weiss gave it uh, Friday night um, and had um, her comments about Barbara were really uh, moving but also um, she was she's it's a, it was a weird room for her to be in, right? Um, because federal society, super conservative. Um, she doesn't a- necessarily align. She's not,
3: but she's reasonable.
2: She is reasonable, but she even she kind of poked fun at it. And she said, look, mm-hmm. um, in recognizing al- allies, I'll be an example. I'm a gay woman who is moderately pro-choice. I know there are some in this room who do not believe my marriage should have been legal. And that's okay, because we're all Americans who want lower taxes. <laughs> and, and then moved Find on. And then moved on. So I would encourage you, um, you know, you can look that up on YouTube, but uh, a really powerful and moving speech. Uh, a lot of people in the room were moved to tears, um, but really talks about, you know, it's not just this, you know, it's not just um a conflict we're seeing in the middle east it, it it has um and i think her speech is entitled the last line of defense and um really important um talk there so i hope you'd listen to that also um steve i wanted to get to your uh most recent uh piece Uh, writing. Um, You had some notes about leadership. You had a recent conversation with Moon Choi. I think as we talk about um, the university, of course we talked to curator Todd Graves yesterday um, about the winning and the football stuff, and that's all great. Um, but we know uh, the the state budget isn't going to be as flush with cash uh, moving forward. We know there are lots of students who were hoping for some sort of uh, student loan forgiveness that didn't get it. We know with today's current, <laughs> um, me, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we know with today's current economy, um, you know that that's that's a significant challenge, and especially with so much, um, mm-hmm. be it Mizzou or Lincoln University, a lot of mid Missouri is focused on higher education and how we see Mm -hmm. that moving toward the future tell me a little bit about your piece
3: yeah so i think that our world is starved for leaders we got a lot of people in charge a lot of elected officials some blow hard some know what they're talking about some don't but really somebody hey here's the direction forward for society in whatever sector of that and inspires people to want to follow and higher education is a sector of the economy, of society that has been long overdue for some major change. It's just drifted, drifted, drifted in a number of ways, and, and changes is, is something that needed to, to, to happen. We've got one population of high school graduates, which are typically the college entry age, traditional students. That's cresting. Uh, even Columbia Public Schools projects uh, uh, their enrollment for public K-12 through here uh, being about stable kind of plateauing uh had been ever increasing but that you know just the number of kids that there are um it's it, it's a trend also the cost of college and the value of college you know especially post-pandemic but um you know before then even you know what's the value of college do i need to go to college you know to have a meaningful career or economic opportunities some people do but not everybody does and this propaganda about you know that i grew up with that well you got a white collar job you gotta to go to college and all that. like no that's that's one thing but that's not a total thing we've got a, a total lack of people with blue collar uh, skills um and and it's showing and and the prices of things that um you know to get service on things or manufacturing uh we just got to get back in balance so it's higher ed in in transition and how I hear from a lot of people that uh, Dr. Choi, they, they really appreciate what he's been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not radical of any sort. He's not cut everything. But, you know, we got to change some stuff and that's not easy.
2: Well, and I think, uh, you know, we heard a little bit of uh, Senator Schmidt's speech uh, on the floor focused on this hatred that's on college campuses. Mm-hmm. And so much of it that we're seeing is at Ivy League schools and among these elite schools. And it was interesting because we had a conversation uh, with former curator David Steelman last week, and he he mm. made a, co- a comment that, you know, I, I've been watching this thinking, how is this going to change? And he said, look, I think we might be seeing a resurgence of the state school and a, and a, you know, turning away from some of these Ivy Leagues. And I I think, for me, yeah. that's really hopeful for Mizzou of saying, you know, it might, it, it doesn't have to be every kid's dream. Like, Harvard it isn't where it used to be, right? And, you know, these 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 campuses where you're seeing this, as a parent, I'm I'm maybe now steering my kid yeah. a little bit away yeah. from that because it's, it's just, it's gotten to be ridiculous. you, know, you get
3: elitism and uh, an echo chamber and so forth. And Brian, you know, thinking from a public university standpoint, standpoint in missouri um, allowing you know pro-palestinian anti-semitic protests on campus you know that's going to affect state funding and support and you know nothing happens in a vacuum and you let bad pr things occur in an institution and then you want support from somebody that doesn't like that um, you know, it, it can threaten that relationship between state government and state schools.
0: We won't know until the legislature comes in, and we haven't seen anything, you know, massive. And Not yeah, but just
3: in general, in, I
0: mean, yeah. I see what you're saying, and and we, we certainly, I remember in 2015 when we had the, um, you know, the... Kind of the unrest uh, going on on right. campus, the legislature did cut funding for for Mizzou and, and things like that. So we'll we'll see what happens. I think I, I saw your column. I thought it was I thought it was well done, in um, interesting interview. I agree with you. Doctor Choi has strong support in the legislature. Uh, there's no question about that. At mm-hmm. times he does have these faculty meetings, and mm-hmm. uh, at times when they do that some of the faculty members criticize him uh, i've heard that, uh, that yeah. but
2: for a lot of folks in the legislature and in the community if you're if, if you're not exactly aligned with the faculty that's a positive
0: that's that's what we, that's what, that's what cheese, legislators will say you yes. will
3: there's changes necessary and that's hard and, and i've heard from people I, i'm not an insider mm-hmm. mu or anything like that but i hear from people that i respect and they're like yeah it can seem a little like this is just going to happen but maybe that's what needs to happen and yeah, we got, got to mix it up because there's just some things that have grown and continued that that can't continue. Well, we had curator or Graves, we had curator Graves, on with us
1: yesterday, and and Todd even admitted that the the artificially high level of funding across the state budget, including higher education, may not be sustainable even after the, you know, after the lawmakers kicked in a seven percent increase for Missouri's colleges for 2024, but he was, yeah. was kind of on the money about that i think
3: yeah Troy had stated that uh support for mizzou or public higher ed is all-time high from at least last year the budget allocation but um you know just if you step back if you were from the moon and <laughs> you looked at the college campus like you got a really a lot of nice buildings <laughs> and you got a lot of nice stuff oh we're really hard up and like you can't save a cup a nickel or two over here oh no we got to do that like but then college costs go up and then folks like Hannah have to pay more and have loans. Like we gotta deliver a valuable service in higher ed that gives people actual job skills for their life that is affordable. And you gotta economize like any other business or any other household. And that just hasn't happened in public in higher ed at large. And and we gotta change it. And that's tough. And you're from the faculty lounge, hey. Oh, well, I'm smart. I do good things. Well, you know what? You got economic realities too. And that that's that's the reset that's occurring.
2: Fair point. Yeah, I've been on campus recently, and I'm like, wow, this is this sounds really nice. Um, and I think they've been in this period of growth and, and, and of super funding, and, and that's going to start uh, getting reined in. And the
0: governor uh, has had the, the funding that the governor's proposed and the legislature has approved, and it's been pretty bipartisan. Record funding, you're right, for higher ed, but also for K-12 education, too.
2: That's right. And actually, I wanted to call a couple things out from K-12. We got an announcement, I think, from the treasurer. He was tweeting out um vivek yeah. malik uh, yesterday um about uh there's a new program and desi it's in the desi newsletter and on their website but it's a program called varsity tutors and mm-hmm. apparently before it's an online program that they're opening up to all missouri schools for free for the next two years and so for parents and i think i think maybe even if you're kind of enrolled in homeschool you can get mm-hmm. access to that but i thought that is so nice um having some online options as a parent um to keep you know to keep mm-hmm. your kids off the video games and maybe in something productive um so check out his twitter if you haven't and then also so um there's this new book program um that's through, mm-hmm. I think, DESI, and it's statewide expansion of Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. Mm-hmm. But I think if you sign up, they'll send you like free books for five years or something. It's pretty pretty incredible. And the
0: governor announced that too. Yeah. The governor announced that. Yeah, I mean, those are those are positive things. Um we we got a lot of response to our interview last week with state senator uh, Cindy O'Laughlin. Mm-hmm. Um and uh you know, uh, on both sides. Um she was challenged by uh people that responded at least on Twitter. But also she had a lot you know, didn't like her ideas, but also had some support as well basically said, We've heard this before before and do it, so I, I encourage people to listen to that. But the Dolly Pardon thing is is pretty bi- bipartisan um in that uh, you know that is interesting. I want to mention one other quick thing. Um it, we had we had Matt McCormick on the show about equipment share and the hundred million expansion. You guys were asking how many employees. I was out there a year ago, November 4th. I looked at my story and I confronted. Now, these numbers, I'm sure, have been tweaked. But at the time, a year ago, they had 3,600 employees. I'm looking at my report from a year ago. 470 of them were at the former Ashley Furniture Building. Quite a few of them were not in Columbia, but a lot of them were. They're doing a $100 million expansion. Basically, it's 555 new jobs spread out over five years. Average pay, $42,000 so that is a lot 35 acre campus you heard it's under construction it's going to be out there very near where big whiskeys is going to be um, in that area a lot of work but i'm sure that 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 number has gone up a little bit but we beat out alabama and louisiana for that and they put out a really really competitive bid my understanding is but governor parson and, and the mayor at the time um you know um it would have been barbara buffalo and brian crane was was you know very pleased with this We're selecting
3: with selected mm-hmm. equipment share and equipped to that side. That's a, that's a big big deal. I'd heard from people in the business community over a thousand uh, local employees with equipment share but nationally they have people spread out you know, several thousand. Yeah exactly.
2: And we are working on getting some folks. There's some specific organizations statewide that work on those locations when we're competing with yes. other states be it the Missouri Partnership or the Hawthorne Foundation and I'm hopeful to get a representative from one of those organizations mm-hmm. on soon because they are, they've are they had some big wins in, in competing against other states for some of these big projects really quickly before yes, we and have swift to, foods too oh yeah before we have to get to the morning bell brian there's we are expecting an announcement for a columbia police chief this week it'll be tomorrow
0: afternoon i'll be down at city hall and uh, again it's the uh, see makes this hire it's his announcement two o'clock tomorrow stephanie the public is invited he's encouraged people mr see has to attend in the council chambers reporters will be there as well it's his choice the council can provide input but it is to DeCarlin- Choice and his selection under the city charter, and he will be joined by the next police chief. Obviously, we don't know who it is. No one does. Uh, just a select few people are keeping it very tight lipped. Um, the four finalists uh, are in order former Forest Park, Georgia Police Chief Nathaniel Clark, Kansas City Police Major Haley, Columbia Assistant Chief Jill Shaluti, and Greeley, Colorado Deputy Chief Michael Zeller. But I encourage people to attend tomorrow morning, too. You can sit in the chamber and, and listen to it live
2: thanks for that update and of course we will be following up with whoever that pick is to try to have them on this program um so very exciting and up next we are going to do the morning bell we are finally kind of getting some real life applications of ai and rather than just chatting with ai on your computer maybe you could wear the ai is that something you would do steve no (laughs) all right that's (laughs) up next on wake up mid missouri
0: This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Text the crew at 874-9390. Warning, everyone on the show can read your texts.
2: It is time for the morning bell. We are getting in inflation numbers this morning. They are better than expected, Steve, 3.1%. I don't know exactly what we are expecting, but of course, at at some point, we were at 9, so 3.2, mm-hmm. 3.2 seems better.
3: Yeah, stabilized in the 3-point-something here in, in recent months. But, uh, you know, for consumers, they don't tip, see necessarily food prices and other things going down. Fuel's kind of uh, fluctuating for its own reasons, but... Uh you go back two years ago you can buy a basket of goods for a hundred bucks, and then last summer inflation number's about nine percent. That means your basket went up to one hundred and nine. Well inflation's up another three. Oh, it went down. No. That basket of goods has now cost you one hundred and twelve dollars. So that means it's price cost of living's gone up just not as quickly. I'm glad so it hasn't gone down for consumers.
2: I'm glad you're here to do the math in the morning because I am not good at it. But yes, yeah, three, we're, yes. we're not math people. Yeah, We're still <laughs> suffering. But I guess the markets are liking the inflation numbers because mm. so far, looking at the futures, they're up quite significantly. All of them are up over a, f- a full percent, uh, NASDAQ being the highest up at 1.7%.
3: Yeah, and short-term numbers are tough. Uh, Good news is is bad news, and bad news is good news sometimes in the markets. Uh, So inflation's under control. Does that mean the Fed's going to not increase interest rates more, which means uh, the economy might be good or... It means interest rates won't go up and the cost of borrowing won't go up more and so yeah there's several factors
2: all I know is I would just like to be able to buy a hundred dollars worth of groceries and it go longer than like two days which is not the case right now you need inflation
3: people. numbers of minus 12 percent to get back to two <laughs> years ago yeah, about right
2: okay bring back President Trump is what you're saying that's what I'm saying mm-hmm. too all right so this thing is is not cheap um there's a new AI device out it's called the uh, AI Pin. It's by a company called Humane. I'd encourage you to go watch. There's a full video. It's like 10 minutes long. It's real weird. The people are very like stoic, um, but it does some cool things. But it's like this little square. It kind of looks like a. it's a big lapel pin, but it's got a camera on it and a light on it. And I think if I saw someone walking around with like something that looked like that, I would be freaked out. Um, mm-hmm. the, the coolest thing uh, is you can... The coolest thing I saw them do in the video was they pointed it at a handful of almonds and said how much protein is in this. So if anyone's ever done like food diary and you have to like guess like how big is this portion, you got to look it up or whatever, it does that kind of automatically. But that's um, that would be a very expensive food diary because the pen itself is costing like 700 bucks. Then you have to basically get a subscription to their service that I think is like 30 bucks a month. So uh, not a cheap application. And the entire thing is voice-activated, which, if you think, makes it really hard Mm -hmm. to use in public. Like, if you're in a noisy space, or you're in the grocery store, or you're you know, a private person, mm. you have to say out loud everything you want Sometimes this thing then to the, do.
3: The serial angle, Alexa.
2: Yes, but not in the privacy of your own home. Typically, mm. you would wear this out in public, which I think's really bizarre. Apparently, it will shine a light telling you when it's, like, taking photos or a video. So, like, if you're mm. on the receiving end of this, you might know, like, hey, maybe I don't oh, want to be in this photo. Um, I don't think this thing's it's okay. Gonna...
3: Elon's going to have uh, brain implants of these, so you won't have to wear them around.
2: I think I would prefer that... At this point, okay.
3: <laughs> the news
0: can be heavy. So can a boulder. This is Wake Up, Mid Missouri.
1: Today, for the first time in history, the Supreme Court of the United States is at least saying to the American people, "We hear you," and understand that the nine justices on the Supreme Court are members of a democratic form of government not royalty
2: that is dick durbin on this new code of ethics for the supreme court of course all nine justices signed off on this ethics code of conduct but the democrats are already mad they've been wanting this code of conduct forever uh they're super bad now because there's no apparently enforcement or like remedy if they violate the code of ethics mm-hmm. is that you know but going back to what dick durbin said he said there you know the court's finally saying we hear you to the American public. Is that what we want our court doing, is listening to the mass media, listening to the Twitter trolls, and then reacting? Or do we want them focused on the rule of law and the Constitution? Steve? Yeah,
3: to be honest and actually interpret the Constitution. Uh, there's a lot of questions that they have up there. and Or is this a, another witch hunt? You know, we don't like your politics. We don't like the way you decide. We don't like your friends. Uh, and you've got a code of ethics, which, Okay. That 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 that's fine, but they want teeth in it. They want to be able to sue somebody and remove them from from the court. Is and what they, he's getting at.
2: And they want they almost want the Supreme Court justices to live like monks or like some like, I mean, in a where they you can't have friends, you can't talk to anybody, you can't vacation. Uh, You can't go, you know, hawk your book somewhere. You can't be And and, I mean, we don't we want justices who are real people who then when they're on the bench, they have some sort of real life experience. Um, I I just they it seems ridiculous. Mm. (laughs) Mm, It is.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Again, it's it's somebody that some political people don't like and uh, trying to make a scandal out of something that is there an actual accusation of corruption to this friend of uh, Justice Thomas actually influenced some court decision? I mean, is there is there an accusation of corruption here? Mm-hmm. Or is it just, we don't like you, and we don't like your friends, and we want to, you know, maybe indirectly get at Trump or something, too, in there?
2: And yeah, I mean, I think it all really started with kind of the vacationing. But I think, like, I'm not super wealthy but uh, you know there are times where you know we might vacation with my family or with some friends mm. and it's like okay i'll get like the airbnb you guys pick up this meal you know it'll all kind of shake out yeah. but like i'm not gonna invite you somewhere uh for like an evening or for you know like even if it's a you know a stay or something and then be like okay i need to check for a hundred dollars you know and, that, and so i, I think <clears throat> like it ignores the realities of real life among you know People who are middle class, let alone—I mm. mean, he's—he's he's friends with some wealthier people, which most people in D.C. And you People like in are. Congress,
3: you know, is this the pot calling the kettle black? <laughs> you know, turn that mirror around. What's your what's your ethics uh, code of, of, of conduct there? Um, do you have any of these connections for Campbell? It's built into the system that they're doing these things,
2: right? Um, yeah. So I'm, I am frustrated, and I think for the court's purposes, I think whenever I, um, it's it's. It's better to just not engage with trolls or, and in this instance, I think now that they've engaged, now the court has responded to the Democrats in adopting this and kind of bended to their will. Now, you know, now, oh, well, now there needs to be enforcement. Now you're engaging in a discussion that I feel like they never should have really been engaged in um in the first place. So uh we still
0: don't know who the who leaked the uh, ruling about roe mm-hmm. v wade do we brian good but, point. am i correct i mean that's a, that's a legit concern i mean um apparently that's been forgotten about but uh, you know that mm-hmm. the, the the um any leak of any ruling is, is a concern clearly clearly that that would be it um <clears throat> we're in a different era yes. just in in general um Dwight Eisenhower was president when the um, Supreme Court issued several rulings um, he didn't like. He also sent federal troops to Arkansas. Even though he didn't agree with the ruling, he sent federal troops to Arkansas to protect the african-american children in in arkansas It was a different the people that nowadays they, they that was a completely different era but i don't remember you know, reading in history him criticizing it he didn't like like the court some of the people didn't like it there were actually people that um had bumper stickers in those days that said impeach earl warren um, but um for a variety of things but i mean it's it is different you almost if there if any of, the, of those justices now you almost have to you really can't be friends with too many people. I don't think you can nowadays.
1: Well, we remember Justice Sotomayor when the when the whole thing came out about the about the you know the the draft report being leaked and all that. She kind of kind of tended to say maybe we do need some more oversight from outside. And it was you know the liberal judges on the court had seemed to have that mindset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
0: I remember a little bit of that, but it's just again, it, it is. Um, I think the key on what Stephanie, what you, John, you bring up a great point. What you're talking about, Stephanie, is is enforcement. Who is going to enforce that? Mm-hmm. And in um, and in we'll, and we'll see. But it's just it, everything's a different era. We are in a permanent campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, you know,
3: um, you almost can't get anything. They can't, they can't even pass a budget. And, and who's on the level? You know, public trust has been eroded. And, um, you know, who can you really trust? I think is the question. And, you know, when this accusations and so forth that might or might not have legitimacy, there are really crooked people out there. And are we actually paying attention to that?
2: Yeah, gold bars sewn into your clothing and foreign, for, and acting on, as a foreign insider agent. trading. On behalf of family members,
3: while you're in Congress, hello. The
2: laptop. There's all sorts of stuff. Yes. Uh, where the walls have not closed in yet on Hunter Biden, so the fact that they'd be closing in on anybody else um, seems absolutely insane. Um, all right. So off the serious stuff for a bit. I think Brian said we've entered another era. It's a different era. And we really have. And Hannah, I have to tell you, Steve got really jealous earlier. <laughs> oh, because he said, "Where's my what's hot?" He said, <laughs> "I should get <laughs> what, <laughs> what sizzling hey, with Steve." What sizzling. Oh, hey, that's nice.
0: (laughs) Because (laughs) he said
2: he is fired up. And when he talked about this, I thought, I didn't know this. And I think I got, I I made something about a couple weeks ago, and it didn't turn out right. And this could be the culprit. So if you two Mm -hmm. are looking at cooking for Thanksgiving next week, you're going to want to hear what's sizzling with Steve, Mm -hmm. because we've got a problem. We do. With Oreos. Yeah. <laughs> What's the problem with Oreos?
3: Yeah, this is from the Wall Street Journalist the other day. The, uh, we talk about, you know, price inflation or uh, shrinkflation, you know, where the price stays the same, but the box gets smaller. Yes. Or the quality gets worse. Well, this is from Wall Street Journal the other day. The biggest shrinkflation scandal yet. Oreo fans think cookies have less filling. So maker has been uh, tinkering with the cream ratio, but suspicious consumers are on high alert. And you know, there's regular Oreos and there's Double Stuff. And you go, oh, Double Stuff, that's like a like a s'more. It's huge. I got a marshmallow in there. Well, now they're saying Double Stuff are like a regular Oreo, and regular Oreos are like paper thin. That'd uh, be
2: kind of dry. That is blasphemous. <laughs> it
3: is. And people, and these consumers are, are looking at it and like, hey... Here we go. That's that's a regular Oreo looking at a double stuffed one. And so we've got shrinkflation and Oreos even. I don't know. Sign of the apocalypse, perhaps.
2: (laughs) Well, and that's what I'm saying. So my kids, they love like dirt cake. And so we tried to throw together a quick like dirt cake. You put real dirt in it? No, it's Oreos, (laughs) but all of those recipes are built off like just one package, family size Oreos. And so, I when I got it all done, I'm like, I think this consistency seems weird for what I thought I was making. And I'm like, why does this? Like, did I not refrigerate it long enough? I'm not like the best cook, so I'm like, maybe I didn't. But I look back, I'm like, I think I followed the recipe. But like, if you're doing Oreo cake balls or something else, most of it's just like throw the entire package of Oreos in your food processor. Now, if they're messing with the product itself—it's
3: going to be too dry and crumbly. You're not going to have enough cream. Now all of you're these di- Oreo you're dirty recipes are going to be mud. It's, it's going not to the be cream. Powder. You have clay or something. But
2: there. I, but I think that's a good point. I mean, because it's it's like as a business, how do you stay in business? Right? They've got yeah. this problem, and so but so even when you think, oh, I'm getting the same thing, you know, and no. I've seen this, especially in I would see, say the most place I've seen it is like drinks. The mm. si- they'll, they'll, they'll like they're a couple ounces smaller. Yep. Um, at the store and so you think well i'm still getting six or eight gatorades or whatever it might be um or i'm still getting these like packages of chips they're just less in there the cottage
3: cheese going from 32 ounces to 24 but it's the same price they changed the package so it looks about the same size uh you're getting less for the same price it's the evils of inflation Inflationism is so evil, and it, it robs the, the everyday average person. This is a perfect example. Unless you're and
2: it, Brian and you just eat at Cracker Barrel yeah, for every
3: meal, right? Which, which I <laughs> or Bob Evans, but I have a few other places. But,
0: but uh, it it is definitely it it inflation is hurt is hurting the uh, the the consumer. There's there's no question about it. Um, and and hopefully they hopefully they can get that turned around. I don't know um, if you. Uh, I've not heard that about the Oreo cookies, um, but um, but you know uh, I think uh, the biggest thing the biggest thing for with Thanksgiving coming up, and I heard yeah. this from I heard this actually from a server um, the other night at Cracker Barrel, and and I think I speak for all of our audience. I think it, we're preaching to the choir. Be thankful because if you get to go out to eat at a restaurant, you're being served by people who are giving up their day. And last year at Cracker Barrel, they were so it was such a madhouse they ran out of a couple of certain kinds of pie towards the evening. And a couple of people in there threw an absolute oh, fit, god. screaming and saying, "You've ruined our Thanksgiving!"
1: Oh my god! <laughs> and
0: that is just you know don't don't be that don't be those people don't don't uh, be I a just, duffel
2: bag. Come I just on. that really
0: that really bothers me. That yeah. really really bothers me. Um, in fact, Saturday night at Cracker Barrel, there was one of the servers that was berated and had to run in the back. She was crying. She was seventeen years old.
2: Oh my gosh! Come
0: that on, is, folks. That what is, is going on? Well, I. I I Just and, and i i 'm not forget forget the politics i 'm talking about the different era where Where are our manners yeah. what in the world has happened so what is it, we, you, 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 these people talk about progress people were more well behaved <laughs> I believe I know they were in the 1970s than they are now, yeah. but I mean there is no excuse yeah. because the they ran out of one item screen, yeah. if if that's the case, go talk to the manager. But you yeah. don't you don't do that. That is yeah. not nice. That well, Brian, if you hadn't
1: ordered two pieces of pie, you might have been, <laughs> might have been can, over the top. Yeah, I understand.
0: Yeah. I had to. Uh, I, I I I really have to watch this sugar yeah.
3: anyway. But no, I just it's it just that that bothers me yeah. that people behave it's like a that. It's a thing. Common courtesy on the roadway. It's chaos. You talk about yeah. road rage or just people are pissed. I had a, a colleague of mine that went to uh, out to eat with a buddy of his over by it's over by a Walmart busy uh, parking lot it's noonday rush hour and two different cars coming around the corner flying around and they're just trying to mind their business flipping them off you mm. can say have you know? it's like what is going on? It's like the middle of the day. Like go yeah. ahead. I'm not impeding you. What is up? People are like pre-triggered, pre-pissed. They off. act on Capitol Hill. And well, well, yeah. I mean, a reflection of society. In at football
0: games, people. I'm not saying specifically here any football game people act up, but even at these little league games, people are screaming at the referees. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, oh, yeah. well, you know why this. no
2: one wants to be an umpire and, or yep, a referee? That's right. yep. a-
0: exactly. And I was an umpire actually, and I was a soccer referee when I was at the YMCA when I was going to high school to make, you know, help me get some money. Mm. Um, And uh, he had a little bit of that, a very, very little. I had one kind of woman really yell at me one time, you, you know, but, but overall, very well but I couldn't do that today there's the people just don't know I'm I'm sorry people don't you'd know be, how to You'd act. be red-carding people right, <laughs> oh, yes, right. exactly yeah really exactly. I'd be having to. I'd be like uh, Joe West ejecting people well, I mean there's just there's no reason for we, people to be be behaving like that
2: we need to figure out how to channel all of that collective anger and take it to the ballot box and not take it out mm-hmm. collectively on each other I think is what we really need to do and if you need an exercise if you're feeling triggered this morning I had a fun little exercise with my girls in the car um, my youngest is in first grade and she yes. said today what we did was we wrote what we were grateful for. We're also working on the alphabet. So A through Z and we went letter by letter about things that we're grateful for. Oh, and I think if nice. more people did that during their day, right. maybe they would be less triggered in yeah. the middle of the day in the parking lot. So I'm
3: going to be filling in on the program with you again, uh, yeah. Steph, uh, next Monday and Tuesday the Thanksgiving. Maybe we'll yes. try positive. Well no, I, I think it's a great
0: idea. I try Let's to try do it. that every day. I try to do it every day and I guarantee most of our audience does But for some, they're just not going to do it and they're going to be miserable and they take everyone down with them. Mm -hmm. Don't be those people. That's my message for today. Don't be like the person at Cracker Barrel Saturday night.
2: And if you missed Brian's message (laughs) reading straight from court documents earlier this morning, we'll have that in the replay (laughs) as well. Thanks for that, Brian. All right. Um, Coming up, uh, speaking of Thanksgiving, we have a whole fridge of leftovers. So we will get to that just uh, after the break.
0: This is Wake Up Mid Missouri. Telling you what you want to hear since 2015. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri. Here's a big old serving of leftovers. Enjoy.
2: We are digging around in that fridge like we're going to be next weekend after Thanksgiving. Uh, John, what's in your fridge?
1: Hey, guess what? Another round of delays at the Roachport Bridge this afternoon. They're getting out the explosives, blasting the footings of the old bridge. So if you're headed that way, Roachport Bridge area, avoid I 70 from 1 to 3 because they say they'll stop down traffic. For about an hour, I'm not saying exactly when.
2: And last time we did some blasting, it didn't go so well, right? So maybe we... That kind of
3: damaged the, the bridge deck.
2: All right. Well, hopefully they've got mm. that under control. Steve, mm. what's in your leftovers? Uh,
3: property tax bills are out from uh, county collectors and so forth. Uh, check those out. Uh, check your valuations of your property. Maybe you have a used truck that supposedly went down in value, but you know the, the valuation's up. So tax rates didn't go up, but you're tax your property tax bill did, so uh, check that out if you think that's reasonable. there is a way to protest that if you want, but I've seen people my dad gave me a chart he tracked for the last four years what he's oh. paying fifteen to twenty percent increases, so we talk about food inflation, fuel, other things, property taxes, even if the rate didn't go up, your assessed value went up, so your tax bill's going up. Um, the other thing on next is utility rates. those are slower to come through, but those are coming. Yeah. Uh, even the, the rural electric cooperatives uh, costs have gone up. That it, it, it's coming,
2: and there's a process by which you can challenge your assessed value. Y- you can, yeah. If you if you are uh, so inclined, if you are so inclined, and it, and it's not an easy process either. So, um, but anyway, that, if you have a uh,
3: reasonable beef, I would say.
2: That's serious, though. You've got like almost an ex- a handwritten Excel spreadsheet um,
3: there. Yeah, he's a tax hawk. The uh, nut didn't <laughs> fall too far from the tree (laughs) if you might guess
2: i like it so if your uh, tax bill is going way up we uh did get some uh insider info from hannah today during what's hot with hannah about how you might fund some extracurriculars (laughs) and william is chiming in on the texter he says i have hundreds of these indian head buffalo nickels i'm gonna have to start looking for those three-legged buffaloes hannah what are what what's going on there were a certain series of nickels produced from 1913 to the late 1930s and of that group some of them were over polished and the buffalo that is featured on one side of the nickel was over polished enough to where it looks like it only has three legs and those could be worth some serious money one of them went for almost a hundred grand at auction Mm -hmm. recently um and the cheapest one goes for like 51 cents (laughs) so it could fall anywhere on that spectrum a hundred grand is enough for me to go digging around my house for that (laughs) special nickel all right well we are uh excited for tomorrow we have uh, Mark Ellinger will be back in studio with me, co-hosting and guest co-hosting. We've got Raven Harrison. Always love to chat with her straight out of D.C. She's fiery and she doesn't always agree with us. I'm sure she has got some words to be said on this new spending bill in Congress. But for now, everyone's favorite libertarian is coming up quickly uh, here. We've got the Gary Nolan show is up next. See ya.